of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. This is the Kenny and JT Show on News Talk 1480 WHBC. We're a little over two weeks away from the college football playoff semifinals where Michigan will do battle with TCU in the 4 o'clock game. And then Ohio State takes on Georgia in the 8 o'clock game on New Year's Eve. And joining us right now to uh, get the latest on the walking wounded, who's in, who's out, and all the other moves that are being made in columbus our good buddy steve hellwagon from bucknuts.com how are you today steve i'm doing great guys what's going on well you tell us down there in columbus uh we just got word the other day i saw you guys put a story up at bucknuts.com that uh travion henderson will not play in either of the bowl games and is having surgery and that means he and jackson smith and jigba both will not go in these games correct <clears throat> Yeah, I think it was pretty much expected. We knew uh, a while back Jackson Smith the Jigba, you know, wasn't going to be able to play, and I think that was expected since he's only played parts of three games and just a few plays and had been inactive for so long. It just seemed counterintuitive that he would suddenly get back into football shape to play in the playoff, and uh, you know, it just seemed just seemed like it wasn't going to happen, and uh, he may not be healthy enough even if he wanted to, to, to be able to do that, according to everything you hear. So it uh, just sounds like it uh, wasn't going to work out for him. And, of course, Trevion Henderson missed the Michigan game and was injured, played injured against Maryland the week before that. And uh, just you wondered what was going on with him. He tweeted out there that he had a broken bone in his foot and some torn ligaments. And you began to wonder, is he going to be able to get healthy and play uh, in the playoff? And, uh as it turned out, uh, the wise decision for him was to shut it down, have surgery, begin the rehab process, and back up for a new start when he'll be a junior in 2023 for him. So uh, no way for him to be able to go in uh, this this first playoff game, the, the Peach Bowl, the semifinal against Georgia. And if they were to win, then they would go into Los Angeles and play the winner of the Michigan and TCU game. And so really a, a huge loss for Ohio State. To have a guy, you know, we call him a starter, but he and Williams basically split the work over the course of the season, Mayan Williams. And uh, Mayan Williams obviously missed some time as well. Last six games of the season, he was in and out of the lineup with various injuries. And uh, you you have to hope, you have to figure he's going to be the starter and that he's going to get most of the work in the playoff. And that the freshman, Dallin Hayden, and uh, the older guy, Chip Trianum, will be there to back them up. So that's uh, kind of where they're at, those two key positions. I mean, you went into the season thinking you had a big three of uh, Stroud at quarterback, Henderson at running back, and Smith the Jigba at wide receiver. Yeah, you made the playoff. Hint, hint, uh, at him, 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 back door, back door. But right. uh, you did, did make the playoff, but you're only going to be there with one of those big three. So some other guys are going to have to step up. Steve, is it a foregone conclusion? Because people have been asking us every day, and we think he's gone. C.J. Stroud, does he come back next year? 
I don't foresee any reason or way that he would come back. I mean, you know, we, we talked about it on the air uh, here, you know, a week or two ago, just the money that's involved, you know, he'll have a, a Baker Mayfield style contract, you know, as a top five or top 10 pick 20, 25 million, whatever over four or five years, however it goes. So, you know, if somebody's going to hand you that, why would you come back to college and risk that? Um, you know, I think he feels like he's got some unfinished business, certainly, because he didn't win the Heisman Trophy, never won a Big Ten championship, never beat the University of Michigan as the starters. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's three things right there that uh, that he hasn't accomplished, although there is the outside, outside, outside shot that he might get to play Michigan again if they're able to spark some kind of upset against Georgia, and if Michigan beats TCU, then you would play Michigan for a much bigger trophy than right. the Big Ten championship. You'd play them for a national championship, so which would be you know absolutely unheard of in these parts. But uh, at any rate, I think that um, I think again, you know, people talk about his legacy and this and that and the other and whatever. And he's put up some amazing numbers and, and done a lot of things and might be a really good pro prospect as a quarterback, but. Uh, to my way of thinking, yeah, whatever the, the last game for Ohio State is this year, uh, that's his last game with the Buckeyes. I, I can't imagine a scenario where he would come back. I think a lot of the reason that people ask the question is because he was overlooked for postseason awards. And if he goes out losing to Michigan, maybe he wants to have that next shot at it. And if he's not a top 10 pick, I mean, is there a chance where C.J. Stroud drops out of the first round? I can't imagine that. I mean, I... I don't know. I've watched him for two years. He, he looks like a pretty good quarterback to me. Look, I mean, I, I don't know what misgivings people would have about him, um, you know, that, that really would impact his ability to lead an NFL franchise. I, 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 I don't know. I mean, I, I guess, I mean, I, I, I don't know what anybody would see that, you know, the 32 teams would pass on him in the first round. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what would, what that would take, what that would look like. But, uh, uh, Steve, to me, for me, the Northwestern me, game, Northwestern game comes to mind. Yeah, bet because he isn't mobile. He doesn't like to run. It almost looks like he's afraid to run, and that lack of mobility uh, at the next level could hurt him. And then you go by the past history of similar type of quarterbacks at Ohio State, the late, uh, you know, Dwayne Haskins, very similar style quarterback, and he was on his second or third team battling just to stay in the NFL. Ohio State produces wide receivers at an all-pro level. They produce cornerbacks uh, at, at a Pro Bowl level. They haven't produced a quarterback worth a damn in their history in the NFL. Yeah, I think you make a good point there. I think jury's obviously out on Justin Fields at Chicago, not having much of a supporting cast around him to to help him. But uh, right, you know, Haskins is a good example that it, it just never clicked for him. And I think there were some obviously some individual issues there that you know he held himself back as much as anything with uh, some of his behavior and different things that he did. Not yeah. not to speak ill of him, obviously, but. Uh, you know, I think that each guy, each case is his own uh, thing, and I think that uh, Stroud uh, has got everything you're looking for in terms of skill set. It's just how he applies himself and maybe the results he gets. And to, to be honest, I mean, they didn't play a really good defense for a good portion of this season 
and then they get in there against some of the better defenses, and he did struggle a little bit. So, yeah. you know, I, I do fully understand where you're, where anybody would be coming from on that. But, again, I just think his upside's tremendous. I mean, I think he seems like a really solid person to me. So I just the limited amount of time I've been around him for two years, he seems like a guy that, that you could, you know, make an investment in and, and be pretty confident that uh, you're going to get a good return on it. Steve Hellwagon, our guest, fabulous OSU beat reporter, Bucknuts.com. Follow him on Twitter, at Steve Hellwagon. Steve, I want to go back to a couple of other news and notes that came out from you guys at Bucknuts.com here. Uh, yeah, we know Henderson and Njigba aren't going to play, but uh, we found out uh, through you guys that Steel Chambers is returning for his fifth and final year, I believe, uh, at Ohio State at linebacker next year. How big of a, a move and how important is that for a defense that continues to try and find itself and reestablish itself? Oh, that's huge. I think he's a guy probably second or third on the team in tackles this year up there with Tommy Eichenberger, the other linebacker. And, and Eichenberg said that he hasn't made a decision yet one way or the other. There's several guys in that boat. Uh, I think Luke Whipler, the center, wants to see how he does against uh, – Georgia's outstanding defensive tackle, Jalen Carter, if he plays pretty well in this game and can boost his draft stock, maybe he'd be a guy that would look to leave as well. But, uh, you know, there's a ton of guys eligible to leave. I mean, they've got a lot of guys who are junior and seniors who are starters on this team. I look for at least the uh, two starting tackles, Paris Johnson and Dewan Jones, to be gone, and potentially Matthew Jones, the guard as well. So there could be a changing of the guard at a lot of these positions, but to have a guy like Steel Chambers back, there's going to be star power on this team next year. I mean, you talk about Marvin Harrison Jr., Emeka Buchel will be back for their third year at wide receiver. Jack Sawyer, JT Tui Maloa will be back third year at defensive end. Uh, Steel Chambers back for, a, well, I guess it would be a second or third year, third year as a starter. He became the starter kind of midway through last season, so – one and a half years of starting experience under his belt coming back next year. Um, not sure what's going on with Lathan Ransom, the outstanding safety just yet. Ronnie Hickman has said he's leaving. Interesting question. Bill Rabinowitz from the Columbus Dispatch. First question out of the box to uh, Ronnie Hickman. And Ohio State, to their credit, made about 18 or 20 of the starters available yesterday for an on-campus media day. Kind of get it all out of the way in one day. And we will not talk to the players again until we get down to Atlanta on December the 27th, four days before the game. So first question out of the box to him, because Ronnie had declared around the time of the Michigan game and walked out with uh, the other four-year players there for the last game and said, Ronnie, I mean, you, you probably thought your college career was over after you lose to Michigan because you weren't in the playoff. It took USC losing for you guys to get into the playoff. Like, how do you re-engage? How do you get back into a flow of saying, I got to go to practice, I got to prepare, play one more game, and everything else? He would have been an opt-out almost certainly for a Rose Bowl or an Orange Bowl, as I think a lot of guys would have been. Yep. So to me, that's, that's a, that's a storyline in and of itself that I don't think we've ever dealt with, particularly here at Ohio State. The only team that really is in the same situation as Ohio State, as I recall, was Alabama, who may have lost to Auburn in 2017, but when Wisconsin, who was undefeated, lost to Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship game, Wisconsin dropped out of contention and Alabama backdoored their way into it. And I don't remember a lot of talk about it at that time, but this is a byproduct for four or five, six of these guys whose 
careers were over, and now here they are in the playoffs. Steve, you mentioned some of the offensive linemen, and the thing that comes to mind for me anyway is, like Kenny said, we're wide receiver you, DB you at times. Used to be defensive end you at times. Are we looking to rebuild the offensive line through the transfer portal? And if so, have they offered anyone? Yes. In fact, I saw that they offered an offensive lineman from Rhode Island, of all places, a division, what is it, FCS team, I presume, there at Rhode Island, but some guy that must have fallen through the cracks that uh, has some kind of a great grade on him that Ohio State, you know, recognized. And they may have offered others that I'm not aware of yet, but uh, uh, honestly, I'm not entirely sure. They're going to continue to recruit three, four, five high school offensive linemen every year. But I think, I think we ticked off this list maybe a week or two ago here on the show talking about positions that I would pinpoint, I would definitely want to go get one starter, kind of like what they found with Jonah Jackson there out of Rutgers three or four years ago, was able to come in. Back then it was as a graduate transfer. He had to graduate to be immediately eligible. Now everybody's immediately eligible even as a freshman. So uh, I think you go find somebody who can be a starter for you immediately and uh, at least one of them, if not two, because I think you're going to have probably two and a half to, to Two to three openings on the offensive line. I think the tackles are gone, gone, gone. And then it's just a matter of what's going on with Matthew Jones and Luke Whipler. I think maybe one of those two may go as well. Well, that's interesting, though, because if C.J. Stroud, and we do think he'll leave, but we were just trying to you know, play devil's advocate and see if he wanted to stay. If he leaves, are they set on Kyle McCord or do they go to the Justin Fields route and look for another quarterback to transfer in? That's a great question as well. They've got uh, Kyle McCord, who's a sophomore. They've got uh, Devin Brown, who's redshirting basically this year, only played in a couple games, so he'll be able to redshirt. And that'll create, uh, what, maybe two years of separation, I think, between them because he'd be back as a freshman next year and McCord would be a junior. And then they're bringing in a kid that just uh, committed, uh, Lincoln Keenholz from South Dakota, a guy who was – committed to Washington, is flipping to Ohio State, will sign with Ohio State. Next Wednesday is the signing period for current high school seniors. And so they've got those three on scholarship, and this is the litmus test. I mean, uh, you know, Ryan Day and Corey Dennis, who's the quarterback's coach, and then it it appears they're going to elevate either Brian Hartline and or Justin Fry as the offensive coordinator or co-coordinators because they've already announced that uh, Keenan Bailey, who has been an assistant, you know, a, a, I would say a grad assistant type guy the last five, six, seven years, is going to become a full-time assistant and take over the tight ends job for Kevin Wilson. Uh, so it looks to me they're going to make somebody on the staff the new coordinator. Huh. And uh, those guys, as a group, need to make a, a value decision. Do we have our next quarterback here with McCord or Brown, or do we need to go into the transfer portal to get a junior or senior, somebody who started somewhere else, who can come in, compete for the job, maybe win the job, maybe lead us to a Big Ten championship? You know, what What do we need? Do we need somebody, or are these guys good enough? They're the only people that have the answer to that question because yeah. we don't get to watch practice, and none of neither one of them have played much 
really with uh, any money on the line, any type situation. Kenny, how nice would that move, move be? You move Brian Hartline to offensive coordinator, move Devin Jordan to wide receivers coach. Well, there we go. Get both the uh, Stark County guys uh, and uh, have them, uh, one from Glen Oak, one from Maslin, uh, uh, with prominent roles on, on that uh, coaching staff. We'll see how that plays out, obviously, with Ryan Day and uh, Gene Smith making those decisions. Steve, always insightful, always informative. We appreciate the time, safe travels for your coverage of basketball as well as to the Peach Bowl. Ask me where I'm going tomorrow. Where are you going tomorrow, Steve? I'm getting on a plane going to New York City. I'll be at Madison Square Garden Saturday, Ohio State, North Carolina, 3 o'clock on your local CBS station. How about that? Good for you, man. Enjoy that trip and the trip to Atlanta for the Peach Bowl. We'll talk to you before the bowl game. All right, Steve? All right, guys. Take care. He's lucky, man. How about that? Yeah. He's going to the Big Apple, I man. Know. I don't know how lucky it is. There's a big snowstorm coming that way. <laughs> well, uh, safe travels, Steve yeah. Wagon. Safe travels.